Welcome to the Pageantry Podcast. And today on the Pageantry Podcast, we are so excited to be visiting with Miss America's Outstanding Teen, Miss Lacey Russ. How are you today, Lacey? I am doing just fabulous. I'm doing very well. And where in the world are you today? I'm actually home. I just got home, and I'm here for only a little bit, and then I leave again. But I'm very happy to be home. There's no place like home. No place like home. But that's Oklahoma, correct? Yes. Not Kansas, so we're going to just verify that right now. You are in Oklahoma. I am in Oklahoma and, and loving it. And we're so come sleeping on the plane. And we're so excited to have you today. We want to talk to you a little bit about your year of service as Miss America's Outstanding Teen. Some of the highlights, some of the memorable places you visited, some of the memorable opportunities of people that you've met, what you're looking forward to, and all sorts of questions Miss America's Outstanding Teen related. How's that sound? Great. You know, I've been looking over the bio and, and talking to a lot of people at MAO team. You have really been seen and affected a lot of people. How many people do you think you've actually been introduced to or performed in front of so far this year? Uh, that numbering is quite staggering, actually. I kind of sometimes try to not think about it because it's, it's slightly overwhelming when you realize really how much impact you do have, which that's what this program's all about. But I believe my numbers are at over 120 million people now, which is just mind-blowing that in one year, one life can influence that many people. 120 million people. I mean, that's staggering. Yes. Where are some of the places that you've uh, performed at within the last year as Miss America's Outstanding Teen? Well, some of the greatest places have been, and one of the most exciting things that I didn't expect when I got this title were the major parade productions I've been a part of, thanks to Best Entertainment Productions, who actually is the producer for MAOT. And I've been involved with the huge Thanksgiving Day Parade in Philadelphia, got to be a part of the Cherry Blossom Parade in Washington, D.C. And those are just major parade productions, just like what you see on TV. They are broadcast, actually, not in Oklahoma, but they are broadcast in that area. And it's just been so exciting to perform with all those incredible professional, you know, singers and dancers and and just all of the lights and cameras in action that, that goes into it. And also performing on the Miss America stage. I'll never forget going into rehearsals and they called me up on stage and the the stage crew introduced themselves and they, they were very kind and said, how are you? And I looked at them for, for a moment and I said, I'm on the Miss America stage. I am great. <laughs> so moments like that you never forget. I remember the night that we met there. Yes. Yeah, and as Miss America, you just passed a milestone. You graduated from high school. Is that correct? I did. I just graduated, and it was a very exciting time. I, it was bittersweet because I will say I personally, and I would say my class as a whole, really had a good time in high school. So it was kind of hard letting go because we knew we had had so much fun. But it's exciting knowing we have great things ahead of us and, and new things in store and lots of fun adventures ahead. And you were valedictorian. I was. I was very honored to graduate as valedictorian of my class, and that was a goal I'd set for myself when I was very young. I, I often tell the story. I was really tiny sitting in a graduation. My feet couldn't even touch the floor. I was that, I was that small, and I didn't know what valedictorian was, but I saw the, the valedictorians. I saw their stoles, and I heard their speeches, and I knew they had set themselves apart to be best. They weren't just, I always say, don't just live better, live best. And I had that goal for myself from that moment on, and I finally accomplished it. And with all the travel that you performed as Miss America's Outstanding Teen, 
did you ever say or think to yourself, wow, Fabio Toyin, that's kind of a large goal with all these uh, extra appearances, performances, and community service activities. Did it ever come to your mind that that was a very lofty goal? No, because it's really, you're not defined as a valedictorian in your last year of high school. It's whenever you, you're a freshman and you say, ah, oh, goodness, I just got in from a ball game. I don't want to stay up till one doing Algebra One homework. And, and you, you've got to read one more book to get that grade. And I would say by the time you're a senior, you've either accomplished it or you've given up. And for me, that drive never ended. And I knew I, knew I, would, I would end as valedictorian. If I'd, made it, if I'd made it that far, I was definitely going all the way. <laughs> And, and you've done a lot of traveling as uh, Miss America's S18. How many states have you already visited so far this year? Oh, I would say, oh goodness, I'm pretty sure I just went through about 50 million this last week alone. <laughs> I would say somewhere between 20 and 30. That, that's a lot of states. Is there one particular state that stands out in your mind? Yes, Utah. I recently visited Utah about a month ago. And, you know, if you told me I was going to go to Utah, America, I would have said, okay, let's do it. And I got there, and I was just blown away with with the, the scenery, one thing. I flew into these gorgeous mountains. I didn't know Oklahoma was so flat until I left and came back, and and I realized what people talk about now when I travel. But uh, the gorgeous mountains and the scenery, but also just the people that were there, and they were so welcoming, so nice, and that was definitely a very positive experience. And they let me have a lot of fun that was just things particularly geared to my interest, and that was a real joy to be a part of. And as a representative of the organization, you also um, get to travel and do a lot of work on behalf of Children's Miracle Network. Is that correct? Absolutely, yes. Let's talk about one of your highlights as a representative of CMN this year. Well, one thing I got to do that was it was really fun that I went to an IHOP. It was I would say it's local. It's in Oklahoma. When you are used to traveling the country, anything in your state is local. But I went to a, an IHOP and I spent an entire morning there. Just in, I had my crown and sash on, and I just visited with the people that were dining there, and I told them about you know the crown and sash kind of catches them off guard, and people are curious. They ask questions, and so. I not only got to share with them the work I was doing for Children's Miracle Network because the deal was that while people were eating, they could donate a dollar or five dollars, and it was actually going to stay. The neat thing about Children's Miracle Network is that it, it stays local. It helps local children wherever you donate at, and so that's definitely a big bonus. And so getting to share with them what we are all about, not only as an ambassador of Children's Miracle Network hospitals, but also an ambassador of outstanding teenagers across our country and letting people know that there are positive kids out here doing positive things. And so that was a real blessing to be a part of and, and to to raise awareness for Children's Miracle Network hospitals right in my own home state. And within your own home state, valedictorian, graduated high school, and as a representative of Miss America, you also do receive, even at the teen level, Many opportunities for college scholarships. Is that correct? Absolutely. Do you have an idea how much you've already been offered in scholarships? Well, I have been tremendously blessed through this organization for scholarships. And I have been offered, I will not be claiming, but I have been offered over $700,000 in scholarship earnings. And that is a true blessing. And I'm so grateful for that. That would probably help you go to college debt-free. 
Yes, absolutely, and I'm excited about that because I do want to pursue my master's, so I still have a little bit ahead of me. But right now, yes, it will be paid for. And you have chosen where you would like to attend university, correct? I will be attending Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I am very, very excited about that. It was a, it was a long, hard choice to decide where I wanted to go to school, but I ultimately feel like I've, I've made the best decision to pick a school that will equip me. The, the mission of Oral Roberts University is to create their students to be a whole person, mind, body, and spirit, and I want to be a whole person, and I believe that's the mission of my life as well. So I'm excited to be in an environment that has people with a mission in life that parallels mine. So I believe it's a great choice, and I'm excited to go there in the fall. And you've obviously had a lot of goals that you've already accomplished. What are some of the goals that you're looking forward to as your, your services, Miss America's Outstanding Team, comes to an end? to make a positive influence without the crown, to show people that I'm not defined by a crown and my, my influence goes beyond having a crown. And by just continuing to do positive work, I am excited to be involved in the Miss organization, the Miss America organization, because I've just been able to accomplish so many tremendous things through this teen organization. And I want to continue that work. And just by, I'm really excited about college. You know, it's, it is a new chapter of my life. It's completely different than anything I've known. I, I live in small town Oklahoma. <laughs> and so to, to move off and to start a new, a new season in life, I'm excited for that. What does the organization mean to you? Oh, it has meant so much to me. It has enabled so many, not only dreams, but doors. And for me, it's been a tool to influence other people's lives and to impact other people. I actually just got through visiting a, I got through visiting the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and they also allowed me the very special treat of going into the pediatric ward. And I was able to meet kids, and I sang for them and performed and played the piano. And there was a little girl. I walked up to her, and I said, Hi, I'm Lacey. What's your name? And for me, that's a basic part of my job. That is something I do every day. Hi, I'm Lacey Russ. And I walked up to her, and I said, Hi, I'm Lacey. What's your name? Come to find out, her name's Caitlin, and, and her favorite color is blue, and she's got a little brother. But by the looks of her and by the looks of the equipment she was handling and she was in a wheelchair she's obviously battling cancer and to see an 11 year old girl battling cancer and to say wow it is my it's not my job but it is my privilege to inspire her life and to make a difference for her and to make her smile and to make her day that makes my day that makes my life <laughs> and that's what it's about it's about serving other people and having the platform to do that through Miss America's Outstanding Teen it's a priceless opportunity and something I will be forever grateful for. Good. And as a representative of teens, and you're out there in a the public eye, what could you tell other young ladies, teens, just like yourself? What can you tell them is so special about Miss America's Outstanding Teen and why they should become involved? Well, because it has such a positive outcome, I would say even if my journey had ended a year ago and I never went past the state level and never went on to the national level, I grew so much as a person and, you know, I, I didn't always succeed. I believe, I was just telling my tour manager the other day about my pageant experience, how I didn't make top 10 my first year and then I was fourth runner up my second year and then I didn't make top 10 again my third year and then I went on to win the state and national titles my fourth and final year competing. And I had to experience failure to appreciate success. And those are life lessons for someone to graduate high school 
and, you know, to be starting a new chapter in life and to go out on my own, I'm grateful for not making top ten, for, you know, sometimes what people would classify as failure. I'm excited that I've had those life experiences because I believe pageants equip you in so many, so many more ways than, than people realize that are really life skills that you'll take with you forever. As a representative, again, of the Miss America organization, as Miss America's outstanding team, what was your toughest assignment of the year? My toughest assignment of the year? I would say that this has been, it has been a joy. There are several challenges. I would say, besides a four o'clock in the morning wake-up call, which is a challenge for a girl that would classify herself as a morning challenge. That's for all of us. (laughs) Yes. Um, But, you know, you get through those whenever, like I said, you get to meet girls like Caitlin and and people like that and, and inspire those kind of people. I would say one of my greatest challenges was breaking the social barrier that being a national title holder would go to my head and that I would become anything different than just Lacey because just Lacey is exactly what got me where I am today and it's exactly who I am still today. And I was actually just, I was talking about two of my best friends that have really been a rock for me throughout this year. And um, someone said, you know, I can really tell that they have done a good job of keeping you grounded and you really haven't let this go to your head. And to me, that's one of the greatest compliments because I've had classmates say, you know, when you came back, we thought you were going to be different, but you're still the same dork you were when you left. And to me, that's a compliment because I'm not trying to be someone else. I've never tried to put on a facade to win the crown or to hold the crown. And who I am is who I am. What you see is what you get. And to me, I think that was one of the greatest challenges, but I'd like to say that I've conquered it and I've overcome that stigma. What are you going to miss most? I'm going to miss most the the megaphone that this title has given me. I believe that the crown is a megaphone, and I was saying earlier, I'm excited to show that the crown doesn't define me, but I cannot deny the power of the crown as well. The megaphone it gives you when you go into schools and, and you speak to kids and you instantly have their attention, and you instantly have credibility as to why people should listen and as to why they should take notice of whatever my message may be, and I will definitely miss that. August is coming up. You'll be moving on with your life. When you're looking back on this year, Utah aside, what's your fondest memory? Having a little girl walk up to me in Florida. I was speaking at an elementary school in Orlando, Florida, and I had just spoke all day. I had done probably six sessions with all these elementary girls, and you get all sorts of feedback and all sorts of crazy questions. And a little girl walked up to me, and she said, I want to be just like you. And not in a vain way, but knowing that, once again, you have that kind of influence and that it can be positive. That's why I live my life the straight and narrow. That's why I always hold myself to the highest expectations of, of you know, morals and character at all times because there are little girls saying, I want to be just like you. And to me, that is a memory I will always remember and I will always take with me. Is there anybody that you'd like to recognize? Oh, well, I'm just really grateful to, as I was just mentioning, to my friends, but also to my family. They don't give me any, they don't cut me any slack for having the crown. <laughs> they don't care. I still have to load the dishwasher and make my bed every day. So they've been a tremendous part of keeping me grounded and, and keeping me, this is, this is a humbling experience in and of itself. And my family's done a wonderful job of just, 
keeping my life very normal and also to my entire community, my school. I come from a small town. My coaches, my teachers, my principal, all of them have been so understanding and so supportive, and I'm very grateful for that. You went to Miss America's Outstanding Teen Organization? Yes. Well, I am so tremendously grateful for them because, they, like I said, they've opened so many doors and so many so many opportunities to me this year that I would not have accomplished without this title and things I never imagined of, I never dreamed of, that I've been able to experience this year, and I'm so thankful for that. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with and our readers with that maybe we didn't get a chance to touch upon today? Just that it's it's been an honor and it has been a privilege to serve America. It, this is a serving job. This is what you do. You serve others for an entire year of your life. And it's not always easy. There are challenges, but you grow from that. And I am so grateful for those experiences. And I am honored that they've allowed me to represent them and to, you know, 120 million people to allow me into their lives to hopefully touch them in some way or another. And so I'm just grateful for this blessing, and I am truly, like I said, truly humbled for this opportunity, and I'm very thankful. And I, I wish all the best to whoever takes my title in August. I hope that they have an incredible reign as I have. It's been my pleasure to meet you personally, and I we we'll promise one day we will be seeing you on the Miss America stage. Well, thank you. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so, too. And again, it's been our pleasure today talking with Miss America's Outstanding Teen, Lacey Russ, on the Pageantry Podcast. We wish you the best, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you.